Welcome to It's Happening Now at the Generation Center, the growing place for growing people. Now, prepare your heart to receive life through the preached Word of God. Let's go into the sanctuary. We're continuing the new series, the series It's Happening, amen. And if you are not here for Vision Casting, I, brother, you are playing today, amen. Thank God for you. Uh, if you are not here for the vision casting on Wednesday, if you were not here, I'm just going to have to just leave it like that, you know, you missed it, amen, uh, but we do have the, uh, I won't be, uh, we're not going to be stingy with it, this is something that God has given to us and we're excited about it, amen. Amen. And so just a quick review, and we're going to be changing the vestibule out there. Amen. The foyer. Amen. Whatever you want. The room. Amen. Uh, whatever you want to call it. Uh, uh, we're going to change the display to accurately reflect that. And if you would want a PowerPoint copy of the presentation, let me know, and I can email it to you. Somebody say amen. And so uh, uh, we went over phase A, which is to what? prepare. Amen. Uh, phase A is to prepare. Phase B is to purchase. Pay, uh, phase C is to acquire land. And phase D is to build. Somebody say amen. God is going to provide. It's not, God is not going to give the vision without provision. If I, if I said, if I didn't say anything else, I'd just preach something right there. Amen. God is not going to give the vision without giving provision. Hallelujah. God is taking us to the next level. Hallelujah. In, in order to receive a next level blessing, we must have next level faith. We must have next level giving. We must have next level love we must have next level discipline we must have next level walk and talk we must have it's not going to be easy you see that how many of you know that uh the next level requires next level stuff yeah now that's a hard pill to swallow because that means that no it's not okay what we're doing right now I knew I was going to be quiet after that, so I'm not going to even ask you to say amen to that. Amen. When you move up in ranks, it requires a new level of effort. Uh, so yeah. Uh, when I went to high school, uh, excuse me, when I went to middle school, uh, it was one thing. But then when I went to high school, it was a new level. And when I went to that new level, Brother Rodney, I had to do things a little bit differently. Hallelujah. Yeah. Uh, when I was in elementary school, we didn't have lockers. We had cubby holes and a coat room. Amen. And uh, when I got to Woodbury, which is the upper elementary 
in the district that I grew up in. When I got to Woodbury, uh, all of a sudden we had, since I was in the fifth and sixth grade, we had to learn how to operate and use a lock. Which means that we had to learn a combination and learn how to use it every day. Yeah, that presented a challenge for your your boy. Yeah, it, it presented a challenge for your boy, amen. And I, my mother, uh, every day made me, my mother was not, uh, amen, I'm going to leave that alone. She made me every day, several times a day, hour in and hour out, open and close my lock. What she was doing was preparing me for the next level. Uh-huh. Somebody say amen. Next level blessing is going to require next level preparation. Hallelujah. We must have next level giving. Can't just give just to give. That's not, that's not going to cut it. I'm, that, I'm talking to myself. Uh, you know, giving every two weeks is not going to cut it. I'm talking to, I'm not talking to y'all. I'm talking to myself. I, what I'm doing is I'm saying it into the recording so that when I listen back, I can hear it for myself. Somebody say amen. Uh-huh. But God is not going to give us vision without provision. So let's look at that word, provision. Uh, when we break it down into parts, and you know I'm, I'm, I'm in still in teacher mode. When we break it down into parts, uh, word roots, in, uh, amen, we have pro-vis-ion. Uh-huh. Pro-vis-ion. And so... When we break it down, the first part is something that's called a prefix. And the prefix is the word pro. Uh, what is a prefix? Some people may be asking me. I didn't really pay attention in English class, and I need a refresher course. Amen. Well, here it is. A prefix is a pre. It's something that comes before. It is something that is attached onto something before it. Somebody say amen. So you have pre, and I'm going to go back into that, pre, then you have fix. So uh, the definition of fix is something that is fixed, is placed, right? Uh, and pre means before. Uh, it means something, so a prefix is something that is fixed before. I want you to receive that. A prefix is something that is fixed before and the prefix of provision is pro somebody say amen uh that that's going to add something a prefix is something that adds to whatever is already there and the, uh, the prefix takes the the meaning to another level somebody say amen a uh, uh, message in your life. Aren't you glad about the prefix? God is going to fix something in your favor. 
that's going to add to and translate and transform what he's already blessed you with. And he's going to do it before it even starts because it's provision. Uh, if you agree, I just need a couple of people to stand up and shout, I receive it. It's happening. Uh, yeah. Didn't you know that God's promises are in the grammar? Yeah, you can tweet that. God's promises are in the grammar. Uh, since God has given us the vision, he will provide the provision. And here comes another word, the word provide. You see, vide means to take something and set it apart. And so when something provide, when God provides for us, he, what he does is that in his goodness, he takes something good and sets it apart for us. He provides for us. He had the, Here's the main piece. Here's the main course. And what he does, he sets something aside, aside especially for us. So when God, when you say that God is providing for me, that should get you up on your feet. That should make you happy. That should make you shout hallelujah because you realize he loved you so much that he is providing for you. God's promises are in the grammar. Since God has given us the vision, he uh, will provide the provision so the prefix pro, are y'all still with me? The prefix pro means out from or out of, forward, in favor of, somebody say favor, uh, on the behalf of. See, the root of the word provision is viz, which means to see. And ion is the suffix, which means which comes after. Hallelujah has to do, ion has to do with the action or the process of. And so the word provision means the process of seeing beforehand, the process of seeing favor, the process, are you still with me? The process of seeing what is on your behalf. And so when God talks about the provision and when you hear about the provision of God, it is something that we talked about last time. It is the substance. It's something that you can touch and tangible. Somebody say amen. So what does that mean that God will provide the pro to the vision? We've seen that there was going to be some things that are going to come out of what we've seen. So we've had those pictures up in the hallway. And uh, uh, I admit some days I was embarrassed to even put them up there or to have them up on the wall because... We look so drastically different from what is on the wall and what we have under our feet right now. Uh, but to understand that God will provide for the vision, he will provide the provision, there is going to be, and looking at the definition, we realize that there is going to be something that's going to come out pro from what was seen, viz., we realize that there's something that's going to go forward pro from what was seen, viz. We realize that there's something going, that's going to be in favor of pro for what we have seen, viz. 
we realize that there's something that's going to act on the behalf of us pro from what something that God has given us to see viz. So God is going to provide for this church. See, we have been looking at the pictures in the hallways not knowing that God, and we've been rejecting this, right? Some of us have been saying, I've been saying it too, that God has not called us to be a mega church. And God hasn't called us to be a mega church. Somebody say amen. Uh, knowing that God, uh, he has called us to be, a, he has not called us to be a mega church. Mega means big or large and Hallelujah. But interesting enough, God has called us to be a mega ministry. Which means a large ministry. Which would make us into a mega church. Amen. So we need to receive, perhaps God is calling us to be a mega church. Yo, yeah, you see what I'm saying? Uh, I, let's receive that. We as Generation Churches go, are going to be a mega church. Mega church with mega ministry from a mega God for mega people with mega people. Hallelujah. And since we are answering that call in a mega way, uh, God is going to bless us beyond what we can even comprehend. Generation, God is positioning us to do mega things, which means mega blessings are going to have to come into us for us to do mega things. Mega blessings are going to have to flow over this house, and those mega blessings are then are going to flow into the houses that are under this house. And, and uh, hallelujah, if, if you agree with the, the mega church, and we're going to be a mega church, I need somebody to stand up and say, I receive it. It's happening. Come on, mega, mega, mega blessing, mega blessing, mega blessing, mega blessing, mega blessing in my life, mega blessing in my family, mega blessing in my community, mega blessing on my job, mega blessing, mega blessing in my relationship. I receive it. It's happening. I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. It's happening. And some of you can see it now. You, you, have, you have received it and you have seen in, in, in your visions and God, you've been dreaming things and you've seen yourself being successful and God has allowed you to see it. And I, I come to tell you today, if, if God has allowed you to see it, then, 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 then it's for you. Let me say that again because only a few people got it. Everybody should have gotten that. If God is allowing you to see it, then that means he's allowing you to see it. Did you get that? If God is allowing you to see it, that means he's allowing you to see it because it's for you. And he's not just going to let you see it and not provide a way for you to get there. He's going to provide the pro for the vision. Is there anything that the Lord has let you see, a flash of the future? I've come to tell you that to this morning that God is going to provide. Hallelujah. Something is going to come out of it. Something is going to have to come forward. Some favor is going to have to come forward. Somebody say amen. Paul, the first great century missionary of the church, 
wrote in the correspondence in this, his letter to the church of Philippi, uh, this Paul who had a special love for this little church. Oh, yeah, the, the church of Philippi was, in fact, initially a small little church. Uh, but he had a special love for this church so much that when he was incarcerated in Rome, he wrote this letter. In fact, this is called a prison epistle. Somebody say amen. Uh -huh. uh, Philippians is a, uh, an epistle, a letter that is written uh, from prison. And so it is yet called a prison epistle. Uh, and, and, and Paul loved this church. This church of Philippi was a church plant. It, he had planted it himself. He had started it up. Just as he had planted it, seed, message. He had planted it himself. Somebody say amen. And, and the reason why Paul planted this is that he was responding to a vision. Write this down. In Acts 16.9, it, 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 chronicles, it chronicles Paul's vision that he got from the Lord. And it says, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. And there stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him saying, come over into Macedonia and help us. And after he had seen the vision, immediately we endeavored to go into Macedonia, assuredly gathering that the Lord had called us for to preach the gospel unto them. See, in all historical accounts point to the fact that Paul in the church of Philippi was, was talking about a church plant that God had allowed him to see a vision for. Are y'all still with me? Uh, Paul, uh, caring for this little small church, uh, had gone through a lot of hardships, and he had gone through many struggles, and he was dealing with the small church, and he had been uh, uh, captured and uh, criticized and lambasted and he was even scourged which means he was whooped and his skin was torn off of his back and he was put into stocks for this little church but soon because of his what he had planted his church or that church began to flourish began to grow in leaps and bounds. And this church, this church, see, even though it was small, they knew how to give. Are y'all still with me? That's why uh, uh, they had blessed Paul, and Paul was responding to their blessing him. And they, he was responding to the fact that when uh, he was caring for this little church in a time, in a, in a place where things were rough, uh, when he was caring for this little church, they blessed Paul anyway. Somebody say amen. And because they blessed Paul when they were in this little church, uh, they were blessed too. That's why Paul goes on in verse uh, 19 of chapter 4 of Philippians. He says, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Something is interesting then. Let me take you back to Mr. Curtin's English class. It is generally considered grammatically incorrect for a sentence to begin with a but. Somebody say amen. 
uh, as verse 4 does in the King James Version, it starts like this. It says, but my God. You see, the but, starting the sentence with a but, is uh, deemed grammatically incorrect and it's non-fitting for the upper echelons of intelligentsia. It is, it is not fitting for those people uh, cons- uh, deemed fitting for those people who are, who are there, who are just floating on airs. It's deemed inappropriate. But the truth is, this is a myth. You can start a sentence with but. Hallelujah. Uh, There's some goodness. I want you to say there's some goodness in the grammar of God. Mm -hmm. The word but is what is called a conjunction. And a conjunction is a word that links one clause to another. And at the same time as it's linking, it makes a shift or an addition that extends uh, what the meaning of what was there in the first place. But uh, takes something that signifies that what was present before wasn't enough. But says whatever the information you got was good, but then you add this onto it. It wasn't satisfactory. There needed to be something else. And whatever the information in the first clause uh, signified by a but is essentially deemed as incomplete. And so the conjunction marks the shift in the information. The conjunction is something that talks about that signifies something is coming outside of the normal the conjunction is outside of what is expected it signifies something that's outside of what is expected the conjunction is opposite of what is anticipated the conjunction signifies something as being linked to what was there before i don't know about you but i am glad that there's god is in the grammar I'm glad that God is in the grammar. See, there has been times when I have been down and out. I don't know about you, but there's been times where I didn't have anyone to turn to. I don't know about you, but there's been times where I thought I was so dirty and dirty and I couldn't make on. There's been times where I turned my back. There's been times, but this sentence starts off like this, but... There's been times that I didn't have, and there's been times where I didn't have that and this, and I didn't have anything, but the sentence starts off with, but, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus, specifically the term, but is a, con- a conjunction that turns that points to a change. Right. It points to a turnaround. Yeah. Hallelujah. As a church generation, we may be small now, but my God has given us, provided us with a vision. And if he's provided us with a, a vision before he gave us the vision, it was already in motion what he gave us to get the vision done. 
We may be a small church and we may be struggling, but my God still reigns. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. In my life, the storm may be raging. In my life, I might be in a dry place. In my life, I might be surrounded by the enemies. In my life, I might be in the pit of the lions. In my life, there might be a huge obstacle in front of me where I can't pass by and I might be chased by the enemy. In my life, there may be, I may be in the midst of a dark valley in the face of death. And in my life, I may be afflicted and sick and in my life I may be blind and I don't know my way and in my life I may have been laying up against something for 38 years and in my life I may even be dead and gone and been rotten in the grave for three days. In my life I may be in the midst of a, a rocky boat in the midst of a storm. In my life I may be hungry and my people are hungry and there's 5,000 of us that are hungry in in my life, I may have sold him out. In my life, I may have double backed on him and cursed him out. And in my life, I might, but things are changing around for me, but things are turning around for me, but things are working out for me. Come on, I need somebody to shout, I receive it. It's happening. Come on, I receive it. It's happening. Hallelujah. I receive it. It's happening. Things may be going wrong for me, but, yeah, you got to learn how to start your sentence with the but. Hallelujah. I may have been abused uh, all my life, but I may have been feel sick in my body, but I may have a history of failure with my family, but, hallelujah, I may, I may have this and that going against me, but... Some people may have told me that I couldn't make it, but, come on, start your sentence with a but. Hallelujah. My finances are jacked up, but, hallelujah, hallelujah, my house may be falling apart, but, I may need a job, but, I may need some transportation, but, hallelujah. Somebody needs to shout out. Stand up and shout out, I receive it. It's happening. I'm starting my sentence with a but. Hallelujah. Whatever the devil has to say to me, whatever he's trying to say to me to get me down, I can come back to him and say, but. Yes, that's going to shut him up. Hallelujah, hallelujah. That's going to shut him up. He's going to say, oh, well, you can't do it. You ain't this. You ain't that. You ain't nothing. You ain't this. And you say, but. My God shall supply. My God shall supply. Which means shall carries a, a connotation of an obligation. You see, you see, he's obligated to bless us. Hallelujah. His reputation is on the line. He says, uh, hallelujah. My, but my God shall supply all. Of your need. Somebody say amen. You got to learn how to start 
your sentence with a but. Hallelujah. God is in the grammar. Somebody say, God is in the grammar. School is winding down. The close of school is, feels like I can just lean forward. And my chin can tear the tape of the finish line. Amen. Not doing anything new. I'm sorry, y'all. Y'all, y'all, y'all. This is how teachers feel when, it's, when you get been beat up all year long. Amen. But uh, even though it's cold, we're anticipating the summer coming. And um, like school, and like the kids of East Cleveland, see, in East Cleveland, um, say what you will, but uh, the, the, the school district has decided to, in East Cleveland, to uh, not ask the students to bring supplies. Amen. Now, that can be a good or bad thing. Amen. We're not going to discuss that right now. Amen. But all the kids of East Cleveland are required to do is to show up, work, and learn. Somebody say amen. the, The district pays for the pencils, the books, paper, and all that type of stuff. Amen. And all the kids, all the students are asked to do is to show up, work, and learn. And just like the students of East Cleveland, uh, we are th- we are just as dependent, or we should be just as dependent on God as they are on the district to provide. Amen. And so what we need to do is, all we're required to do is to show up, to work, and to learn. And just as those students are provided for, God will provide for us. This is Pastor Curtin, and I thank you for listening to the It's Happening Now podcast. We pray that you were blessed by the Word of God today. Join us in person Wednesday, 7 p.m. for the Table Bible Studies and Sundays at 10.30 a.m. for morning worship. The Generation Center is located at 365 East 156th Street in Cleveland, Ohio, 44110. You can also reach us on the web at www.thegencenter.org. That's T H E G E N C E N T E R.org. Like us on Facebook. Listen, we're going to the new level that God has called us, and we're going together. So let's go.